Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are reviewing everything that happened in the wild week nine of the college football season. We're going to talk about the new AP poll. We're going to talk about Florida, Missouri, because, oh boy, do we have some thoughts about Florida, Missouri. (laughs) Things happened. Things did happen. We are going to talk about rapid reactions, all the games that we missed that are not in five wide. We're going to recap our five wide, recap our two points. And then give our moments of the week. Tyler, let's start off with the new AP poll. What is interesting? What stood out to you for today's AP poll? Um, Cincinnati moves up to six, which is uh, put some respect on it. Well uh, another team getting some respect. The biggest, the biggest news has to be that BYU is in the top ten. Our Mormons are in the top ten. Yep. Welcome. Well- Zach Wilson is dragging this team to the to number nine, number nine in the poll. I say uh, dragging like they're not a bad team. It's just like he's so great. Okay, here can I can I oh, can boy. I just say this now? Yeah, go ahead. Zach Wilson is my Heisman front runner. I'm not exaggerating. I'm I not. I le- I legitimately am am all aboard. I think I'm conducting the Zach the Zach Wilson Heisman train. I really do. I think You're I, not just I think saying I'm, that you, you no no okay. I'm not. I'm not just saying that. I watched that game last night. Um, I love that BYU is playing their games super late. They have gotten the mantle of Pac-12 after dark. Not for long. We we, we have a return next week, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and I'm very glad that they're doing that because I just get to watch Zach Wilson exclusively play quarterback to just – it's it's like drinking a wonderful wine that's been aged perfectly. That's what I feel like when I mm-hmm. watch – Zach Wilson play quarterback. It's it's appeasing to my eyes. It's important. Yeah, it's important to know. I think one of the things that's helping them is that they they play when no one else is playing. Yeah, there aren't even other Pac-12 after dark games. Like, no, like they're not going up against anyone, and they're dominating teams. They are yeah. dominating teams. So very good. Happy for them. We'll talk more about uh, Zach Wilson later on in the show, Tyler. Don't you worry. I promise you. Um, another thing, Indiana. 13th up to 13 they beat rutgers and move up four spots <laughs> i don't know if i agree with it but but here we uh, are we got uh texas and auburn are back in we do uh we do. coastal carolina moves up to 15 yes after just well smacking done. georgia state oh and then shut uh, out. Li- liberty's at 25 yeah michigan well, drops well. to 23 not but far curious, enough in my opinion curiously enough michigan state does not enter the rankings Interesting. I think it's because they fact, lost. In fact, Michigan Rutgers. State only had four votes to be ranked. So wait, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Michigan State loses to Rutgers. Then Indiana beats Rutgers. So when Indiana beats Rutgers, they move up four spots. But when Michigan State beats Michigan, because they lost to Rutgers, they're not even in the top twenty-five. Is Evidently. this the logic? Evidently. Hey, I will. I'll. I'll play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Losing to Rutgers. Is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, not a great resume. Not a not a great thing on your resume, Bob. Yeah, not a great thing. Um, just wanted to give a shout out to the Chanticleers. Yeah, Coastal Carolina, fifteenth. Play ball. some good ball. BYU, fantastic ball. Cincinnati, great ball. Look at us showing out for the group of five. Yeah, and not one of the teams was one that we probably foresee, foresaw before the season. The other two? None, none of the others are. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, all right, Tyler. Well, let, let's just let's just get into it then. Let, let's talk about this Florida game. The number 10, 10 ranked Florida Gators. They were ten last week. They moved up to eight this week. Uh, Forty-one, Missouri, seventeen. And before we talk about the offense and the defense and the special teams, we got to talk about the fight. Okay. We we got we got to talk about the the MMA fight that we witnessed. It was fight night. It definitely was fight night. Um, for those who did not watch the game, at the end of the first half. Florida was around midfield taking a shot for the end zone through a Hail Mary. And Kyle Trask was pretty openly, and I, I think I don't think it's up for debate. Kyle Trask was was hit very it was late. late. It, was it was a late, late hit. hit. It was a it's late hit on the as, quarterback. If you just were to describe what started if you show the person the fight and you're like, what started it? And you say a late hit, it pro- people will probably imagine a more gruesome one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't egregiously dirty. Right. But it was a late hit, and um, the offensive line did not take kindly to that no no they did not tyler we then saw a probably good five minutes of 
players pushing back and forth on their way to locker rooms, uh, punches being thrown. Look like look like Punch Out on Super Nintendo out there. <laughs> just, hands were throwing, and then um, coaches were getting involved. Dan Mullen started talking some stuff. Um, the Missouri coaching staff started talking some stuff. Yeah, they end up talking with the official. They both shake hands, all this and that, whatever. And then as Dan Mullen is leaving, as everyone is in the everyone in the Florida team is in the locker room, everyone but Dan Mullen, he was the last one in. He's walking in. The crowd, the limited crowd of what fifteen thousand? I believe so. About fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand too many, in my opinion. But they were making Agreed. some noise. They were going in. They were definitely hyping up the Gators. Dan Mullen comes out from the tunnel and does the pump up the crowd thing that he did in the LSU game. He did in the Auburn game. He's known for doing that when he wants the crowd to get pumped up. And he did that heading back into the locker room. A lot to unpack, Tyler. Yeah. A lot to unpack. Okay, I have two two dueling thoughts that it's one of those situations where two things can both be true about a situation. Yes, things can be two things. I, I think it is... It's not a good look that this is not the first time that Florida has get, Florida under Dan Mullen has gotten into a bit of an argument with the opposing coach going into halftime. Mm-hmm. Not the best look. No. Um, especially a large part of this we saw on Twitter is like people who watch the game and were aware of what happened, Florida fans, even Missouri fans, like, and they may have other sides of it, but like people who watch the game and happen can understand like, 100% how this sequence of events happened. And it's not particularly that spectacular, in in the sense, mm-hmm. like the event itself is. Well, it's just like it's just like a late hit on a quarterback going into half, and as the teams are leaving, it just it devolves into. Well, like the half's over, the barrier of having to stay on your sideline is mm-hmm. is just gone now. Like, right. And so late hit on a quarterback, teams start jostling on each other. That is like the least surprising thing that could happen ever. Right. It's football. But you then you get eyes from a bunch of people outside of the realm of who watched the game who are only saying, oh, Florida got into a fight. Dan Mullen got into a fight again, yelling at the Missouri head coach. Dan Mullen egging on the crowd. Yeah, Dan Mullen egging on the crowd, which is probably not a good look. And and also, Dan Mullen has not made it easy on himself lately in the fact that he has been... He's made public health comments. And you're, you're being nice about it, Tyler. I'm being he's, very nice. He's, 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 he's messed up quite a few times. He's made a right. lot of really questionable public decisions. Still, again, what, too nice. To but yes, <laughs> he, he has made he he he's had some bad takes, Chief. Listen, we he, we love Dan Mullen, but we love him being the coach of our Gators. We've said this on the podcast before, but he's he's said some things. He's said some wrong well, statements. It, it's well, it, it's another case of the whole point where like. It doesn't take away from the fact Dan Mullen is an excellent football coach and an excellent mm-hmm. builder, an excellent program. But you always have to then remember that these 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 football coaches that can do that are also like robots pretending pretending to be human. Like yes. they they just think ball, yeah. and they're curmudgeony, they're schemy, they're they're all even the ones that appear nice. They're all jerks probably they're they're all pretty slimy you have to be you have to be this is college football we know exactly what goes around it may not be discussed but every coach has to have some part of them so that can do that combined with everything that's been going on this was not a good look no to the national to the national landscape second dueling thought i 100 percent support what the team did if if this situation was to play out again and you were to tell me, would you take the exact same sequence of events, or would you do? Would you have them do something differently? I don't think I would take a different sequence of events. No, because what pull- happened was the our quarterback got hit. Big boy offensive lineman said, "Hey, don't hit our quarterback late." And of course, defensive lineman, you know, back and forth, John, whatever. They're defending their quarterback, and that is like cardinal sin number one in football, professional college, high school is. No one messes with no. your quarterback. And and that's just a general rule, and you don't even have to like the quarterback, and that's a general rule of right. your team. Right, yeah, for sure. But it, it goes to show, I mean, Zach Carter and uh, Antoine Powell got, got ejected from Florida, as well as one of the players got ejected from Missouri. Zach mm-hmm. Carter put on Instagram, he's like, I apologize for letting someone who wasn't me take over the other night when he, yeah. in regards to the fight. Mm-hmm. It's like, But he basically said along the lines of, I would do it again. 
because don't come from my coach or my my quarterback or my team. Like, right. I apologize for the way that it escalated, but the initial action of defending the quarterback, no. I do not apologize for. And, and, I, and I, that's exactly what I stand by. I, that's the that's the thing. I think that it. I I think that for the Florida players did everything right in that situation. And going and at that point, I and Dan Mullen going to the locker room, he's pissed. The whole crowd's pissed. He's just like, well, might as well just lean into it, like. Um, there's no walking and, it back at that point. No, um, it, at that, yeah, what, what's going on there? And, and here's it, the thing yeah. where I want this moment to be the turnaround point. There's been moments in great Florida seasons, Tyler, where you can pinpoint to something in the season and say that was the difference. In Mullen's first season, losing to Kentucky, that was the difference and that was the change of a program, right? In the Tebow national I, title I mean, in 08, well, the there's promise. Mul- there's multiple, the promises usually. There's yeah. multiple in Damon's full season. I would also argue the South Carolina game was, I know it's late in the season. The second half. The, the second half of South Carolina, not just, that carried over for what the team would become continually mm-hmm. in the next year as well. Like, that, I mean, that, that moment changed Felipe Frank's entire career. Yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. He was about to get benched. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm hoping that this can be something that, while yes, you do not want to be in a brawl with the opposing team, you do not want the national media say, oh, look at these guys in Florida, look at XYZ, whatever. But I want this to be the turning point. I want this to be the moment where we say, this is where this Florida team was different. I want this energy, I want this aggressiveness to carry over to Georgia. Yeah, I want I this I want this brought to Jacksonville. Like, I want to see that. And if it takes the Gators being the bad boys of college football to happen, so be it. I want to beat Georgia by yeah. any means, means necessary. necessary and i am willing to let my team become the bad boys of college football for that to happen yeah. we're at a point where i need that to happen you know what i mean okay well we we're not endorsing them doing anything no dirty, we're not endorsing the fights do, no 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 like, no i mean the the aggressiveness but be and, the, no the aggressive intensity which is something exactly. that again, on the field between the whistles it's something that again with dan mullen's physical culture building and todd grantham's defensive style you Mm-hmm. this team is supposed to have it kind of lends to and, that personality right yeah that that's what it leans into all, all that and it hasn't had it this season until i believe this game yeah which now that we've talked about this unless you have anything mm-hmm. else you want to say about the fight no that's about should, oh, about the fight. we should probably talk actual ball we should talk the ball and i want to start on the defensive side of the ball tyler because okay. we, uh, yeah, 17 but, 17 points 17 hello points. and and one of those touchdowns was a pick six so 10 points so 10 points the and the starting defense basically only give up three because one of those touchdowns was a garbage time touchdown. T- Tyler, what did you see in this defense that was different? Because we were depleted. The secondary was depleted. Yeah. The I, the after Zachary Carter was ejected, that linebacker core, that outside linebacker position was also depleted. Like, what happened? What was the difference? I think it all I hate to be like I, I hate to everyone kind of comes down to this uh uh stat point. Mm-hmm. It's been the talking point for the entire time he's been injured to start the season. But I really think having Kyrie Campbell at nose changes everything. He's not, and he's, he's no Derek Brown. He's not an elite player, but he changes the way the defense structures in the defensive line. The defensive line creates pressure. The pressure helps the linebackers out. It helps the secondary out. And I do think the young guys played really well. Mm -hmm. And additionally, you, you kind of look, we go going into this game. We we were like, okay, Mizzou, well-coached team. I still think they're a well-coached team. Um, Agreed. They've won a shootout and they've won a grinded out game because the book is out on how to beat Florida. Mm-hmm. Is you don't let their offense stay on the field. Yep. Like you don't you don't even let them get a chance to outscore you because they will. Florida Florida right. Florida's lowest point total this year on offense has been thirty eight points. Yeah. Um, it's a very it's a very UCF thing to do where if you can keep that offense off the field, you're gonna have a much better chance to win the game. And so the the book is out. So that's that's the plan. But we also knew that Missouri could probably win in a shootout because they did it against LSU. Now you have to go back and reframe a little bit of that because of also things that have happened this uh, this weekend. <laughs> that maybe LSU's defense is just historically bad. Yeah. Um, and Missouri might not be capable of doing that again. I mean, Missouri could not run the ball. Mm-hmm. They could not run the ball, and that that really hindered their passing attack. And and I think there was a moment in the beginning of the second half where Missouri dropped back to pass, and it was a four-man rush. It was a normal rush. It was like a third and 12, 
and the announcer said, this is where you're going to see what, what I like. He, the announcer was like, what I like to call t- third and Grantham. I was like, oh, you like to call it third and Grantham? How about every Florida fan ever calling it third and Grantham? Hey, third and Grantham has been a thing before he was it's, even at Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's a thing where you apply a lot of pressure on third down to, to force, you know, mistakes and stuff like that. So he was like, oh, third and Grantham here, whatever. But he didn't bring a blitz. He, everyone dropped back. They played a zone defense. They played a man-on-man defense. And there was a four-man rush. And the addition and the return of players on that defensive line, we were able to get a sack. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. We had a four-man rush, get a sack on a third and long to get off the football field. I need that play eight times next week. You know what I mean? Like, that was (laughs) – that's what I saw. And I was like, okay, this is the improvement. Campbell makes this much of a difference at the nose tackle position, you know? I agree. And I think – I don't think – it was interesting. I I said beforehand – that I, a lot of the senior, like Marco Wilson was out with with COVID. A lot mm-hmm. of the senior secondary players were, Sean, uh, Sean Davis, Davis were out. out with COVID. And what I, what I, was the silver lining there is that like, I still think that like, Florida showed a good def- defensive performance against Missouri. Mm-hmm. I still think Florida could have beaten Missouri with a bad defensive performance. Yep. Florida can't beat Georgia with a bad defensive performance, but Correct. Florida can beat Missouri with a bad defensive performance. But I, what I was, uh, curious about is that I, I liked that those COVID restrictions I mean unfortunately it weird way to say this um Marco Wilson and Sean Davis and all being out forced them to play young guys and we know that Todd Grantham and Dan Mullen just historically in their programs they like to play upperclassmen yeah a lot of it is you want it you want to let your young guys play and get confidence but you want to you don't want to put the shoulders on them you don't want to hinder right. anyone's confidence too early you want them to still keep developing but we were the, after the Texas A&M game for three weeks, everybody's like, we got to try something different in the secondary. We at least got to like move bodies around. And yeah. I really liked what I saw out of all the young guys. Me too. I, I don't think that they're better for not for having less players. Mm-hmm. No, I uh, always want as many players available for so, depth. But, so but we'll I agree see. with the sentiment that you're saying that playing the young guys was able to put a spark of either confidence or maybe, they, maybe they're just better maybe talent. they just got better over the three weeks. Maybe, maybe they just, they got, just better. got better. Who knows? And, and I agree with you. I, I like that. So it's, it's kind of weird that we're – this was i'm pleasantly surprised that we had a positive defensive performance and i am a little bit less on edge going into the georgia game next week oh that's nice i want (laughs) to as a jacksonville native i don't know what that's like um i want to go to the offense and there's not much to talk about because the offense is lights out it was an off day it was off day it was an off day we put up 41 41 points and trask had four touchdowns an off day i do want to mention the quarterback position real quick Trask, unequivocal number one, Heisman candidate. We all know it. The number two position has, over the last year and up to this point this season, has been Emory Jones coming in with those package plays, you know? Mm -hmm. We didn't see that today, uh, last night. We saw Anthony Richardson, the true freshman, Gainesville native. We called him AR-15 because he wore number 15 in college, but he's not wearing it at Florida. He's wearing number two. So I guess we call him AR-2. Yeah, just we'll, work, we'll workshop it when he starts one day. We'll workshop it when he starts. Yeah, yeah I don't exactly. have to deal with this right now. <laughs> but he got all of those Emory Jones packages. And I was texting you and I said, is he hurt? Is Emory Jones one of the COVID guys? Because I didn't see him on the sideline. And then at the end of the game, Emory went out those like la- that last drive, those like garbage time minutes to play quarterback. So that brings me to question, is Mullen trying to do this kind of COVID protect protection where he gave Richardson all the snaps during the week. Therefore he's going to let him play in that package. And Emery's kind of a true backup. Is this a situation with like with the saints where Drew Brees is the quarterback, Taysom Hill's kind of that package gadget guy. And Jameis Winston is the true backup. Is that yeah, what we're going if, with here? Because if Drew Brees goes down, um, they're not putting Taysom Hill on a quarterback. No, which no, actually Taysom Hill just got a touchdown pass on my TV right here. Um, oh yeah. I see it. You know head. what the saints should do? You know what the what? saints should do? When Breeze is retired, they sh- they should actually draft a good BYU quarterback, <laughs> but, uh, like Zach Wilson. But anyway, no, um, I think this. I had not thought of that. That is a really good theory. You know what I mean? I I think if if it had to be something, it that that was like an extra deeper level. It's probably that. I just tend to think it's well. One, Emery was injured before this COVID mm-hmm. even happened. He had a foot thing, so that might still be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Two. They, maybe he just decided this game was the game they were going to try and trot Anthony Richards out there for a couple of plays. Like, yeah. It's possible. There's no eligibility do, this year, so. That's, that's true. So you're not even really wor- – I mean, you're not even really – they wouldn't burn Anthony Richards' eligibility if, if it were a regular year. But No, um, because, he, because of the four games. Yeah, but 
I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's anything. What's nice is that, like, in years past, it's been one of those, they put Emery out for a couple plays, and then you got people being like, well, they should just keep him in. He should be, mm-hmm. you, this this team will be better with Emory Jones. And now it's like, Kyle Trask is unequivocally, like, yeah. the quarterback. At this mm-hmm. point now, those same people are getting pissed when they take him off the field. Like, <laughs> um, and and no one's saying, hey, you should give Anthony Richardson the, the, the more snaps. Like, no, he's 19, 18 years old. It's going to be a great story when he ends up taking over because I liked what I saw out of him. He's got good mm-hmm. size, good mobility. I know he's got an arm. Uh, it's nice would be a Gainesville native there. So just wanted to bring that up. I wasn't sure where things stood. I mean, I, th- I think you know? that idea that you had could very well be it. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll, time will tell. Which I think I, just shows more faith in Emery because it's saying, hey, look, if anything goes down, we know you can run the entire ship. Yeah, you know? that's so. true. We don't, need, we, don't need, we don't need to risk you getting hurt. Exactly, um, exactly. Um, hey, anything else on the offense you got? Uh, I will say that, you know, I'd like to see Flo- Florida has really good running backs. Um, and Florida, <laughs> think? yeah, they have really good players everywhere. Actually, yeah. they can, again, we've talked about it a lot. It's not like last year where the running the ball was an issue for Florida. Right. This year, they can do it. They just mm-hmm. are better at passing. Yeah. Um, I would like to see them run the ball more. Mm-hmm. If I'm nitpick, if I'm nitpicking, if I'm nitpicking point, this offense, <laughs> the, the offense has scored no less than 38 points the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I part of that I know is that like it was said after the game that demo was like we didn't really have an offensive line until Wednesday. Like yeah, a lot of the offensive line players were out with COVID. So yeah. I just that's that's something that I think could be solved by the next week. I agree. At least the offensive line, which struggled a little bit in this game, could be playing better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then for special teams, um, I don't know the backup kicker's name. Shout out Chris Howard. Chris Howard. What a leg. Love you, buddy. Great job. Evan, get get healthy. Love get to better. See All right, Tyler. Let's go into rapid reactions real quick. Let's go through some of these games here before we tally up the five wides. Um, I want to start off Friday night. Maryland, Minnesota. Maryland, 45. Minnesota, 44 in overtime. Both Tagovailoa brothers this week. Coming off high with wins. Um, I watched this game. Minnesota. It, how do I put this? They, it like, it's, it's this idea that if I control the clock and I control time of possession, I'm going to win. That does not take into account a player on the other side of the field that can make plays out of nothing. And yeah. that is what Ta- Talia. 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 That is what Talia definitely showed that he can do. This Maryland team was night and day from last week. We talked about how bad this Maryland team was. I, I mm-hmm. won't be afraid to admit it. I took Minnesota minus 18 and a half. I encourage you to do you it. You encourage me. I'm, allegedly. I'm, I will take that L, allegedly. I will take that L, all right? Allegedly, Army. Be with me on this one. We will take this L together. But man, did I like what I saw out of that Maryland offense. I was very impressed. I mean, if anything, it's it's kind of more it, – it's hard to, to – this transit property doesn't usually work that well, and uh-huh. it's definitely not working that well this year. No. With the, I mean, the Rutgers-Michigan-Michigan State thing is just a whole another level of it. <laughs> but, like, I mean, Northwestern now, that win by Northwestern looks a lot better. Yeah. But I was very impressed with, with everything about Maryland. The speed, the offense. It looked – it was – Exactly what we saw at Alabama, but you know, on a much smaller scale. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it was weird watching it because Talia, like, in, in just body structure, looks just like his brother. He's identical, <laughs> like, dude. And Tua has a very unique body structure for a football mm-hmm. player. I don't know yeah. what I, I, you know, no, I don't no, know he's if like, that makes he's any like, sense. He's like short but tall at the same time. Yeah. It's weird. And he's got the, he's got the very similar body structure, and it, 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 it was like watching just different colored Alabama. Uh, from to his time there, it was very. Yeah. It's it just was good. The red, the red it, was a different shade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Minnesota. There, there's a hole in the boat. Yikes, dude. man! There's, there's some water in the boat. We. I mean, I'm not saying pi- fire PJ Fleck because I'm that'd not be saying fire PJ Fleck. But I like, am yikes. saying, I am saying, un- un- unload the Brinks truck to bring Kirk Soraka back because <laughs> I think that is the bigger. That was huge. That is. And, the I mean, problem. Tanner Morgan. I mean, they they produced on offense. In this mm-hmm. game, yes, they did. But I don't know, Tanner Morgan just hasn't looked as good as he was last year. Again, Kirk Trocka. Right. So Kirk Trocka. So, all right. Arguably the 
probably the biggest, the, definitely the biggest story of the week. It, Clemson 34, Boston College 28. Biggest um, story. This was the best game. This was a fantastic <laughs> football game. This was a fan. I would argue the best game, but this was a fantastic football game. Um, DJ, and I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his last DJ name. DJ Oyangulale. Sure, you're gonna keep doing that for us. So DJ, I go. That was a one-time thing, uh, buddy. <laughs> you get one of those per episode. So DJ played really well. Yeah, like Clemson. I mean, he had like what? You have like 500 yards of offense. It was like four something. He was like approaching Trevor Lawrence's single game record. Um, there were moments here where it was a little nerve-wracking in the first half, but I will tell you, Tyler, Clemson drove down the field at the end of the half. They ended up kicking a field goal. And when that field goal was made to cut it to like it was like twenty eight to I want to say like fourteen or twenty eight to seventeen at that point with the field goal, um, they show a picture, a graph, they show us uh, an image of Dabo Sweeney, and he is smiling ear to ear, clapping, and it's like, guys, we got this, it's all good. No. And it was in that moment that I knew. <laughs> Oh, I boy. honest to uh, there the only moment I was even slightly worried was when it was the 99 yard uh Boston College the scoop like, and score the scoop and score yeah which was an incredible play fantastic um this was a great game Boston College had a great game plan I think mm-hmm. Jeff Hafley's a hell of a coach Phil Dracovic balled out although like, he balled uh, out Phil, early. Phil Dracovic he's he's for real he's for real like <laughs> he, he got an he arm. Is, he is for real. I like him a lot. I didn't expect it. This was the first real Boston College game I sat down and watched start to finish. I had seen highlights of other games, but this was the first real one. And, oh boy, he came out from the beginning. Notre Dame might have been better off keeping him and letting Ian Book transfer. Well, I mean, he's point. got a better arm than Ian Book. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's Ian Book a is a good ball. college quarterback, so you could argue. And it's one of those things that, like, we're, we are going to talk. We, it was kind of always talked with Michigan, too, where it's just like, you had this quarterback on the roster last year. Why did you play him? And it's like, well, he probably wasn't the quarterback you saw today. Correct. Last year. Correct. However, Phil Dracovic, great, great first half of the game. Their offense, Clemson, Brent Venables figured out what was happening yeah. in the second half. There was and definitely some caught off guard by Brent I, Venables in there, the first half. I just was not, I couldn't find it in myself to get worried mm-hmm. about Clemson losing this game. Yeah, neither did I. Be- it, because it's, it's, and you, you see it. I have this like theory. Like everyone always wants to poke holes. Clemson's legitimacy as a great team. Mm-hmm. One because they play in a less difficult conference in the SEC. Or they actually. I mean, I think their conference is better than the Big Ten. But we'll talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they saw. Oh, they're in a hole. Clemson's not the number one team. I saw it all over Twitter. Yeah, and I sit there. and I'm like, they they win these games though. <laughs> like, first of all, they did it. When, they did first it. of all, they're an NFL team in college. Let's start yeah. off off with that. <laughs> they're literally replacing guys every year. Literally, like important members of their team are replaced every year that go on to the NFL, and they don't skip a beat. And we just saw it with Trevor Lawrence and DJ. Trevor Lawrence out with COVID. That sucks. He won't play next week. I am fully confident that DJ can go in. Are they, is it in Death Valley or is it in? Uh, I think it's in uh, South Bend. Okay, I'm fully cape confident that DJ can go they, in and win yeah. this football game in South Bend. Like, I mean, fully is, confident. I mean, is Travis Etienne still on the team? He is. Then He's we're the fine. all-time leading <laughs> rusher in ACC history. Yes, still on the team? Uh, congratulations, congratulations to him. him. So overall, Boston College, great game plan, great performance. I think Jeff Halfley is a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. Won't be there very long. Um, yeah, he's he'll, definitely going to be getting a good job. And the crazy thing is that he's a defensive head coach. <laughs> and, and, like, their offense is great. Um, but I just in the second half, it's one of those things where Boston College is like, can we We need to, this game needs to end quickly. Like, very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were like, we need to run them. the clock it out. Was, but... They even, Clemson, I think, even missed a field goal and I believe, like, either turned the ball over or... Twice. In the second half. And they yeah. still, like, and they still won by easily. They, they no still stress. easily won. So. so, I mean, Clemson's still the number one team in the country to me. Um, Hands down. I, I, I really do think, like, we'll, we'll, we will certainly, most certainly be picking this game next week. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty confident Clemson can still beat Notre Dame. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's 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 push the pace up a bit because we got a bunch of football to talk about and not as much time. BYU, I'm sorry, Georgia 14, Kentucky 3. Um, You know, we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to um i kind of do we okay i just i just want i have a couple things to say okay 
Because it was ugly. The, the law offices of Stetson Bennett IV are being audited. <laughs> there may have been some mismanagement of finances in the law offices of Stetson Bennett IV. We're going to need you to produce proof of receipt in all of this because it's a fraud. It's a fraud. Yikes. It's a fraud. Um, well, here's, I mean, JT Daniels is not healthy. He is either... His, he, his he's either AC, bad or he's not healthy. He's either really bad or his ACL was just never surgically repaired properly. And they're like having to do it on the low right now. Like those are the only two mm-hmm. options because at this point it's been over a year. He should be fully healthy to play. And they've, the said, law he's fully, is, they've said he's healthy to play for do you about believe, four. Well, they, do that's you the believe thing. That? They've, well, no, I don't believe it. But they've been saying it for weeks. So that means <laughs> why that would they you have, say that? So, so if, that means that they're voluntarily saying, hey, we could put even if out we there. could play this person, which I don't believe them, we still prefer the law offices if that's a minute of the fourth. Basically. Um, I mean, can, Joey Gatewood for Kentucky. Let's switch mm-hmm. over to that. Like, good. I think there's a lot of promise there. Again, oh. I like Kentucky's game plans, but they don't. The they, execution is sometimes a bit off. I Yeah. In I, theory, Kentucky, in theory is supposed to be a team that can punch you in the mouth in the trenches, has a dynamic quarterback that can that can do a primarily option-type offense, and has a speedster on the outside that can beat you if you commit too much to the run with a good running back. That is what Kentucky blueprint-wise yeah. should be. They don't have the they don't have any speed. They're missing that. And yeah. that's so vital because they're not their outside receivers are not a threat. No. Georgia can just and easily put them one on one, maybe leave them over the top and stuff, and still feel comfortable they can get to the quarterback before and that's, that happens. And that's Georgia. That's like one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm not surprised they held Kentucky to three, but Kentucky had some really good drives. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a good game plan. I think they're a well coached team, but and Georgia's at this kind of place where they didn't play well and still won, which is commendable. Mm-hmm. But the good teams Sets, do that. Setson Bennett has reached that stage. The law offices of Stetson Bennett the fourth. The law offices of Stetson Bennett the fourth have reached the stage where people have got film on him. Yep. They know what he does. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it all the time. It's all, it's a huge thing in like the NFL, which Putting I Putting tape think, on and stuff. Yeah, yeah, which I think is really stupid to be honest with you. But like it is true in a sense that like mm-hmm. you start doing something, then your opponent four weeks down the line now knows what to prepare for. Right. So and Mark Stoops is a good defensive line. Kentucky's a good defensive team. So they, they, you know, they did what they can, but yeah, it's an ugly game. We'll we'll, we'll talk more Georgia later on in the week, oh, for I'm sure. sure. Um, all right, BYU forty one, Western Kentucky ten. I just want to say, uh, Zach Wilson had arguably his best throw of the season so far on an incompletion, and I texted you in the moment and I said, I think I just saw the best throw of the day. Yeah, no, it was an incompletion. I went back and watched it later, and good lord, what a throw! Which. <laughs> It's that's all I want to talk about. They won by thirty-one points. That's whatever. But give like, him um, the Heisman. Give him that the was Heisman. The, just an incredible throw. Anyway. I think in my mind, he will be my the Heisman Trophy winner. In my mind, okay, the people's Heisman, the people's Heisman, the sideline. Zach, Zach Wilson will be the people's Heisman. <laughs> for, oh, for sure. <laughs> all right, Michigan State twenty-seven, Michigan twenty-four. Um, Ricky White at, blacked it. Ricky White blacked out in this game. He definitely did. Um. So, Jim Harbaugh, let's have a conversation. All right. Let's, let's have a chat. Let's have a chat, Jim. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Um, when you're down two scores with about 450 left in the game, you don't have time to have a four-and-a-half-minute drive to leave yourself 20 seconds to try an onside kick and then try to tie the game up. That's just not the way things go. Yeah, I, I don't know. It did, did he did, – did, did Harbaugh go to the Will Muschamp school of – of clock management this offseason? Is that what happened? Because I felt like I was watching Will Muschamp manage the clock at the end of that football game. See, this is where you're wrong. Jim Harbaugh created the Will Muschamp. <laughs> Will, Will Muschamp went no, to the, he, job, see, to the he, Jim Harbaugh. Will Muschamp is just a figurehead. Um, Jim Harbaugh started this, then he skedaddled on over to the NFL, came back, and it's just like, no, I wasn't associated with that at all. It's like witness protection. <laughs> Eventually, your so true Jim, colors. So eventually, Harbaugh's, your true colors shine through. Jim Harbaugh's 49ers stint was witness protection <laughs> for his clock management in college games. 
What a deep um, theory. Oh man, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Stick <laughs> but, to it, my man. Stick I mean, to it. I actually, I still, Michigan's offense, I think, is fine. Like it's the, I think it's still the best one. It, I think, I think, at a base level, Michigan's offense is the, one of the best ones that they've had. Yeah. Uh, under Harbaugh. Uh huh. This clock management is terrible. They they threw the Joe Milton throws the ball well enough that you shouldn't have this issue. <laughs> but Tyler, um, I don't even care how well your quarterback throws the ball. You have to throw the football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no. It, there's no – you can't be running – Rocky Lombardi outplayed your entire team. How? How? I mean I, – You can't do that, man. You can't do that. And not to mention the defense just not being the defense. They can't that, cover downfield. No. Like, I don't know, man. This is – this is a I lot. I mean, what, what, a, what a roller coaster ride for Michigan State fans. I got I to gotta, like, – Shout out to them. Lose like, good for you guys. And then you beat your rival well, on – Here's the thing. I think the the Rutgers. I don't want to say the Rutgers loss was expected, but I do think that they expected to go through some hiccups this year. Year zero, a complete overhaul of the roster, weird season, all that stuff. To beat Michigan is a big deal. Paul Bunyan, yeah. man, they got the trophy. All right. Yeah, they got it. Um, Jim Harbaugh's now one and six against Ohio State, Michigan State at home. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, on the road, I believe. Yikes. Either way, that's a bad record. That's right, uh, man. That's once again, rough. like I said at the beginning of this little bit, uh, Ricky White blacked out in this game. <laughs> that Michigan State receiver, like... He, he didn't. He probably doesn't remember anything what happened. No. <laughs> um, let's, put, let's push it forward, Tyler. We got Virginia 44, North Carolina 41. Um, I didn't know that this happened I know. You texted until me this an hour morning. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> until, like, today. I I was I was looking at something and I saw that oh yeah North Carolina lost it was like North Carolina lost yeah and it was <laughs> to, a fake punt to a bad Virginia team and <laughs> at the end of the game it was a fake punt to ice the game shout out to Virginia well done how Minnesota Vikings of them man how like, how uh, I don't know let's keep going Indiana no, I see, I see Sam how I see what Sam Howell's doing I see what you're doing I see what you're doing he's adjusting expectations. <laughs> <laughs> So next year he goes out and has a fantastic yeah, year. Yeah, because you don't want to be the incumbent best quarterback be, no. uh, in the country. No, why would? Because then all that? all you do is get nitpicked. All the hype. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana thirty seven, Rutgers twenty one, and I put this strictly so that we could talk about the lateral that didn't end up counting. It was, it was like an it was like an eighteen play <laughs> lateral with like a, with like a minute forty left. Like it wasn't even the last play of the game. It was like. It was like Greg Schiano was just like, it, ah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Kids, you go have fun. Do what you want. Um, but Rutgers did look more manageable. I went back, watched the highlights of this game. It's funny, man. We, we've always joked Greg Schiano is the only person to ever get anything relative out of Rutgers. And here he is. Still happening. A decade later, doing it again. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, man. Hey, Coastal. I mean, you know, again, maybe, maybe Tennessee should have had Greg Schiano. I'm just kidding. No, um, keep it moving. Uh, Coastal Carolina 51, Georgia State 0. That is a good Georgia State team that Coastal that Carolina is. shut out and dropped 51 on. Coastal Put Carolina's some for real. on the chance. Coastal Carolina's for real. They're for real. Love to see it. And the last Not game in rapid reactions, Oklahoma 62, Texas Tech 28. Oh my god. This game was 42 to 14 at halftime. I had this as I had this as one of my like so I for my setup, I have my TV, and then I have two games on my laptop. This was one of the laptop games. Um, when I saw it was halftime, I had to double check and be like, are you sure that's not the end of the game? Yeah. Because like- <laughs> 41-14 sounds like the end of a football game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oklahoma, I'm t- telling you, Spencer Rattler was coming back. This was his – Oklahoma's uh, now figuring out. They're, they're, I mean, Texas Tech's not good, so mm-hmm. be aware of that. But right. Texas Tech uh, – but uh, Oklahoma is – Okay, now they're at the part of the season where they're figuring out yeah. what they can fix about themselves. Something and Rattler, made. I feel like Rattler needed this in yeah. terms of he needed to go on the road and give a performance. Granted, Texas Tech not a good football team, but going on the road, get out of there, yeah, right? No, no, no. Go on the road, it's all do baby it. Steps. He all is baby still steps. in his first year starting as a redshirt freshman. He, Doing a fantastic job. He'll be fine. Listen, this is the 2022 Heisman Trophy winner right here. All right, yeah. let's put some respect. All right, Tyler, five wide. We don't have as much time, but we're definitely going to hit the important parts. Uh, Memphis, Cincinnati. The game ended Cincinnati 49-10. to We both get the points. We both picked Cincinnati. Um, I would like to say thank you 
to the Memphis defensive line for allowing Cincinnati on a third and one that they just needed to get a first down to end the game and they would have clocked to take a knees, allowed Cincinnati to break through and score a 60-yard touchdown, thus pushing it to the over and making Sergio and the hashtag allegedly RB very happy. That's nice. I mean, <laughs> Cincinnati hand they manhandled Memphis. All right, so so Cincinnati is going to play UCF in a couple weeks. It's going to be an uh, a, an important game in, in in the life of someone that I love very dearly. Um, I need to know, Tyler, what is Cincinnati's weakness? On defense, I don't know if there is one. I, that's <laughs> like, what I'm thinking. Like I, I mean, no team's unbeatable. Yeah, but I, I don't. This I is a Memphis. I team. can't clear to you. I can't point to you a weakness. What are you Neither say? can I. That's my thing. Where this is the most. This is the most complete group of five team I think I have ever seen since I've been watching college football religiously around 2013. 14. Yeah, holistically, like holistic, like, like top to bottom, all three aspects: coaching, players, execution. They know what they need to do, and they do it properly. This is, dare I say, Tyler, this is Group of Five Alabama. I would, I'd be okay with that. I mean, they just, they just went through two of the tougher games in their schedule: SMU and Memphis, Memphis. and both teams that are historically high-flying offenses. When was the last time Memphis was held to ten points? I, I don't know, dude. And one of them was on, one of them was on a broken play. Like, I don't know. I, 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 and Cincinnati has handled the two of the toughest teams on their schedules, two of the toughest offenses on their schedules. Yeah. Just they've handled them. So and how do you think this defense, because we can agree that the defense is definitely the star of this team. Mm-hmm. How much do you think this defense could handle a power five offense? Let's say Cincinnati plays Florida. Okay. All right. And I just want to see Cincinnati defense, Florida offense. How much do you think they can contain Florida offense? Because I think that is a benchmark, and that is the conversation that needs to start being had if there is an outside chance of Cincinnati sneaking into the four spot. Outside chance, we're talking. Listen, yeah, we're. we're, we're, we're I don't think it happens. That, like, I don't think it happens. But this is the stuff that Cincinnati needs to got, do. Yeah. They need these performances for that to happen. It's tough because. Cincinnati's defense might be the best one in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Georgia's Georgia's the other one that I would put up there as best in the country. But Georgia, Alabama dropped forty on them. Like, uh, yeah. So, okay. So, so neutral. So equal, equal footing. How would they do against Bama's offense? I mean, I still think Bama Bama would drop forty. Like, okay. But probably maybe less. It's uh, it, it's difficult because I think the thing at the group of five level is. Uh, well, in this equation, is the speed aspect. Mm-hmm. And, Mem- and then I say that. Memphis's whole thing is speed. SMU's right. whole thing is speed. And they handled those offenses. I don't know. I really don't because I feel like they would they would hold them down. Like Florida typically scores in the, in the high 30s, low 40s. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would be a high 20s, low 30s game. Which I think it... I, that's, that's a winning. A that's a that. Considering winning formula, offense dude. is also actually good. Desmond Ritter's playing well. Very well. Their offense is continually getting better. Mm-hmm. You can win with that. I feel like they they could. I feel like they could win a shootout if they absolutely had to. They obviously don't want to, and their defense is good enough. They probably won't have to. But right, they're good. They're freaking good football. Team. And that's what I'm saying. Where I think this team more than most, I have felt like could compete. With high yeah. top level power five teams, so all right. I, next I agree. up, I, they've got everything they need. Yep, two teams. One team that's really bad, another team that is a fraud. LSU and Auburn. Um, Auburn won forty eight to eleven. I end up getting the point. We both get points on the last game, by the way. I end up getting the point. Tyler does not. Oh my god, LSU. Um, LSU is is basura. As you would say, basura, basura. indeed. Uh, they are bad, bad. This defense is um, this. This might. This is one of historically the historically terrible. Which... Like, I don't understand how. I feel bad for Derek Stingley. Yeah, a high level NFL caliber player who is just withering away on this yeah. horrible defense. Uh, well, 
you know, the word Gene Shizik keeps getting thrown around <laughs> at Orgeron. I think that's a bit of an overreaction. I think so as well. Um, however, I mean, I can see the similarities. I got to give props to you about something. At home, Bo Nix is a thing. A different animal, Tyler. He, he threw a ball to Anthony Schwartz deep. And he didn't overthrow Anthony Schwartz, the fastest man in college football. And personally, I almost threw the remote at the TV because I thought I was in a simulation. Um, less, than, less than that, Tyler, for me, it was watching him get rid of the football quickly and accurately. Yeah. That was what I was really surprised with. And now, go ahead. I, I was, I, no, I was just saying that that was, that was my surprise. And I was very happy with that because if you string together Bo Nix at home, that's a Heisman quality quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> it's the problem where he doesn't go he isn't at home where he craters. So I look, I mean, great performance by Auburn. Um I don't think Auburn's any better than I thought they were the other day. Yeah, no. They're better than I think I more more so think LSU's like, oh, oh, it's that bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Whereas, especially when you look at Mississippi State and how their year's gone, and it's like, wait, 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 wait. they put up how much against that LSU defense? <laughs> it's bad. Um, it's bad. But yeah, no, I mean Auburn's still the same team I thought they were. And Bo Nix is going to be the same quarterback that he's been mm-hmm. for the last year, and he will continue to be for the next three years because he ain't getting benched anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. So wow. All right, well, just had to bring that up there, Tyler. I think the game of the week. I think the that's game a good. Week. This is probably the game of the Texas week, Oklahoma State. It was a four o'clock kick, forty-one to thirty-four. We both had Oklahoma State. Neither of us get the points because Texas wins in overtime. Um, God, I don't, I don't understand. You can't how... turn the ball over five times and expect to win. Okay, I understand now. You're right. That was it. But like, <laughs> you're right. That that was it. The turnover. I mean, that's really what it boils down to because. And this isn't just we know Oklahoma State's a better team, but Texas is outplaying them because it happens all the time. Right. No, Oklahoma State outplayed Texas. Yeah. And because they fumbled the ball away, mm-hmm. lost. And that sucks. Because Spencer Sanders looked great. Yeah, like, he did. He looked fantastic. Kylan Wallace had the catch, one of the catches of the year. Oh, yeah. What a absolutely. ball in the corner of the end zone. Fantastic one-handed grab and with a defender in his face. Like, showed why he's NFL caliber. Now... My issue is the false sense of hope that Texas now has. Oh, yeah. Because, guys, this isn't it. Like, I know the Texas faithful are saying we want Urban Meyer. I have a friend who's a Texas fan here in Connecticut, and he's been all over Urban Meyer. He said, I don't know. Well, because said, because I it's happening. <laughs> because it's happening, yeah. So, like, that's my issue where I don't see this getting better for Texas. Like, they were I mean, lucky they, to sneak this game out, and good for Oklahoma because they needed that to fall to get back in the conference title race. But good yeah. lord, Texas did not look good, dude. This that it's just it, this is more of just a a poor Oklahoma State moment because mm-hmm. they are clearly the better team, like one hundred percent, no doubt. They're a better team than Texas. Yeah, not even just debatable. Oh, like they play better, they are better, they're structured better. We we broke it down. The only thing Texas has over Oklahoma State, and you could argue they don't even, Texas maybe has an edge at quarterback. They don't. May, I'm going to tell you right now they don't. They do. But Texas has a star player, and star players can get things done. Mm-hmm. But that was the only possible edge that they could have over Oklahoma State. But even, but even then, that, Ellinger was Jekyll and Hyde yesterday. There were moments Ellinger where he was fantastic, and there were great. moments where he was horrible. So that's, uh, a, that's, that's another part that's probably the most confusing thing about this game, is that... You see the total, and you probably like, oh, it's probably one of those Sam Ellinger blacked out games. Like, um, <laughs> he he, you know, he just he ran his head into uh, on a design run a couple too many times, and he just started throwing dimes. Yep, won't remember it the next day. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what happened. Though. No, that's not what happened. It was Oklahoma State gifted them the victory. Oh man! Yeah. All right, well, we're running out of time, Tyler, and I just I want this next game. Just hold on, let me. All right, Tyler. Bring it on. This is what you get for putting your faith in Arkansas. Now, I will say this. Arkansas only lost 42-31 to to Texas A&M. Tyler does not get the point. I do get the point because I am rational. Tyler, on the other hand, has decided 
that he wants to fall in love with the early stages of a process that could potentially in a few years time get to a place where I would be comfortable picking Arkansas in an SEC game. But Tyler, my loving best friend and co-host and co-founder of the pod, had some cloudy judgment when he made this pick. He decided that he was going to fall in love with the beginning of the process and not wait for that process to go through. He was living in the future, ladies and gentlemen. He was not living in the present. He confused his Arkansas Razorbacks for his Jacksonville Jaguars. He was so enamored with the future that he disregarded what was happening in the present. And for that, Tyler, I will not be renouncing my 50% stake in this podcast. I will be doubling down on my 50% stake in this podcast. I demand an apology, good sir. Is that, was that good for you? That was, yeah, that's all I needed. Thank you. Well, Fine. I'm sorry that you got a point because I made a stupid decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, you poor thing. I believed in Arkansas. And more than that, I, I believed it was the right... You know, you get those feelings about college games sometimes. Where you're like, this is the moment where some ranked team gets got. Um, and that wasn't it. I mean, I got... On an, I'll apologize to you. I also, I just got to apologize to Kellen Mond. He's a, he's no, developed. Do not apologize to Kellen Mond. You have to double down on that one because you are right. Oh. All right. This was, <laughs> okay. an, this was one of those inconsistent games. This was the good side of the, of Kellen Mond. We know darn well <laughs> who he will be when the games that matter come up. We That's know who point. he is. That's a good point. Okay. Don't let Tyler, don't uh, let I'll, I'll this one right. little piece of information cloud your, thesis that you've collected over three years okay defend geez, yourself i thought we were god can't win over here no <laughs> you were to say you were gonna apologize to kellen mind i'm not gonna let you i do know that. i've made a career out of being a kellen mon truther i was this just is... i was just adjusting my thesis i was like he has developed like tyler this is i'm, this I'm is not Stephen drafting a. him what are you talking about this is not <laughs> tyler this is Stephen a smith saying the cowboys are good like it's just not a thing that happens okay <laughs> all right Let's just go back in that moment in time. We'll mm-hmm. we'll just, just delete rebuild. that from the pod. We won't. But he had a good day. He did. He, he did have a good he day. He had a good day. Credit to um, him for having a good day against traditionally the worst team in the SEC. Congratulations to him. Congratulations. It, but, to okay. Him. Yeah. They're not anymore. They're not anymore. But um, you know, when you say you, I mistook these for my Jacksonville Jaguars. There's two things that you got wrong there. What is it? One is that how dare you believe I ha- I have any sort of hope in my Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> I would never pick them to do something. Uh, two, you made me think that the Jaguars are probably going to draft Felipe Franks now in like the fifth round, and Ooh. I hate you for that. Uh, I didn't Move mean to on. do that. I didn't mean to do that. I love you. We're moving so on. Sorry. Last <laughs> game in five wide, Ohio State, Penn State. Not much to talk about. 38-25, Ohio State. We both get the points. Speaking of quarterbacks, the Jaguars should draft. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of them, We had Justin Fields come to Jacksonville. That man is <laughs> good, good. He's so good. That man is fantastic, dude. He's so good. He, he's oh. he's the legit Heisman. It's he's a one A one. I I honest to God believe it's one A one B with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I'm just like just pick which one you like better. Like I think Trevor. I, I think would, if if someone picked Justin Fields for Trevor Lawrence, I would be okay with it. I would too, and I think it's because Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback prospect, like traditional quarterback prospect. Justin Fields is ready for the NFL right now. Not saying that Lawrence yeah. isn't. I'm saying that the structure and the way the league has gone has been more college type, and I think Justin Fields fits that a bit more than Trevor. And it's interesting because uh, and it, it, this was way more evident last year. Their offenses are structured very differently, right? Um, which makes watching them different. Like Justin Fields is the everything of his offense. Uh-huh. I mean, J.K. Dobbins was huge last year, but it's one of those things where like all of the runs are built off J.K. Dobbins, um, Justin Fields, Reed options mm-hmm. like he doesn't keep them many of them aren't options that they just right. look like it but like justin fields is such a big part of the pass and also their their offense is so downfield uh-huh. so not much deep passing and trevor lawrence can do that but his offense in college is like you could argue he's not even really the star it's, it's travis etienne and he like hears, the, his offense his offense yeah. justin fields offense is built around justin fields and i think trevor lawrence offense is actually built around travis etienne let me, let me put it this way. If, God forbid, and I don't wish this on anyone, knocking on wood, sign of the cross, all that. If Justin Fields was, was to get COVID, 
it would have a tremendous impact on Ohio State. We yeah. literally even just with all saw, that great recruiting, even right, with all that great. We recruiting. literally just saw Trevor Lawrence get COVID, and I am just as comfortable in picking and saying Clemson is the best team in the country, even without the one A one B best quarterback in the country. Yeah, so. that's what it boils down to to me. Yeah, all um, this to say he's amazing, and you know Penn State is zero and two, which I didn't see that coming. Didn't see um, that coming. But I mean, there Penn State's. It, you got it. It's it's a very Oklahoma State kind of thing too with Penn State as well, where you're just like, at least at the current moment, you're like, we would beat so many teams in the country, but we have to share this division with, <laughs> with Ohio this, State, yes. and we don't have as good of a quarterback as Ohio State. And and uh, in terms of the Oklahoma State comparison, Oklahoma State has their three stars still playing. Penn State, a bunch of their players opted out of the season. You know what I mean? That's very true. That's very so true. So let's go ahead and move forward to two-point conversion. Tyler, Northwestern over Iowa. That was your pick, 21 to 20. You're damn right it was. Well done, good sir. Yeah. Well done. Come back by Northwestern. Uh, Great Iowa goes up. Iowa goes up 20 to 7 uh, in the second quarter. Didn't score another point for the rest of the game. Northwestern comes back. Control the clock. Good Control offense. Clock. And, they're, yeah, their offense, like, this was a game that was, like, the score would make you feel like it was a normal Northwestern game, mm-hmm. but it looks different. Yeah. From and so the movement um, of the offense. I'm very is happy. I I am happy that you are happy, good sir. Um, and then my two point was Hawaii over Wyoming, thirty-one to seven. I'm Ooh. perfect. I'm perfectly fine dying with that. I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, Wyoming I, gets the. Dog. I was the one who decided to support our Rainbow Warriors on their return to college football. Tyler, I want that to be mentioned in the record. Just want to point okay. that out. I, I I am also recorded saying that I loved it I know, I know. <laughs> when you did it. <laughs> I'm just trying to get an edge here. I'm just trying to get an edge. The score to date, Tyler has 33 points. I have 29. Our four-point difference remains for another week. But, Tyler, I will catch up on you next week. I guarantee it. You keep it. saying that. You just keep saying that. I, well, hey, listen. I caught up the first time, all right? I was down like seven, and I caught up to four. I'm, I'm getting yeah. there. I'm getting there. We got a whole Pac-12 to talk about next week, Tyler. Yeah, we, we do, do. What was your moment of this week, Tyler? Well, the moment of the week. Mm-hmm. Well, with the moment of the week is that the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't play, so I, <laughs> I, I don't feel pain. Um, but yeah, going over it a little bit to the uh, to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Tommy Townsend making the Gators proud, just doing the Lord's work. Tommy doing the Lord's work. He. Just on, he did a fake punt. He threw a dime to Byron Pringle, and mm-hmm. like, ugh, I just love it. I, just love I it. love I'm that not... Andy Reid is like putting his faith in this rookie punter from Florida. I love so it so good. much. <laughs> I I know, and everybody's like, "Oh, Tommy Townsend, like the next that he's like the next punter star." I love it. That's what We've I want. Known. That. We have known. It's it's, it's the perfect. The Chiefs are the perfect. Perfect. Uh, they are team for time it's also funny because it's like it's the chiefs like the team that probably has to punt the least in the world so you know that their punts are gonna be wild like, well that's why he's got so much time to work on those 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 passes out of those the, spirals yeah. those spirals um yeah, my moment of the, cool moment my moment of the week is definitely Tua getting a start very happy dolphins defense showed up made it easy on him didn't think we got a really good sample size just because we didn't throw the ball enough but the moments where we did throw the ball was very comfortable very happy with what happened mm-hmm. uh he's in the kick a little better. bit of that he got a little bit, at least in that in this game mm-hmm. that I watched as well. He had a little bit of that um, uh, that Tom Brady ish of like he, I'm gonna get the ball out in like negative three seconds. Yeah, <laughs> and man, is he accurate? He he had a couple. His stat line there were like five or six drops throughout the whole day of balls that he just put in the right point. And I think it may be you know he's a lefty. The ball's coming at them differently, so then maybe they have to kind of work through that. But that's fine. That's fine. I'm cool All with right. that. I loved uh, it. Fins up. One more moment of the week. Yes. Uh, Dan Mullen came to his press conference. <laughs> uh, we just have to talk about this. We do. Um, we do. Dan Mullen came to the Gators press conference, post-game press conference, dressed as Darth Vader. <laughs> like, 100% serious in a mask with the lights. The best Full part costume. to me is the lightsaber. The yeah. lightsaber is the best part. Is that he didn't have to bring the lightsaber prop no, to the press con- to he the podium. Committed, Tyler. He but committed, Tyler. He committed. Yeah, because you can wear the, the cape and you can wear the mask, uh, but you didn't have to wear the – you didn't have to bring the lightsaber. And he, and he just sat there and answered questions with the lightsaber. It was great. I'm sorry. I 
It was something that I I did not intend to see, but I loved it. I loved when that it showed I up on my timeline. I I was laughing. It was yeah. also just a reminder that it was Halloween and yeah, and you know they have families, and I'm sure his kids loved it. Win- and I'm, and winning is fun. Winning is fun, and I think the irony of him being you know Darth Vader. I know he picked the costume out before this stuff happened, but just, it's, it's objectively it's hilarious. It's objectively <laughs> hilarious, yeah. Uh, all right, Tyler, we'll be back next week. We will talk Pac-12, baby. We got a new yes, conference. Everyone's here. Back. We will talk everything about Week 10 for sure. We'll talk about the cocktail party, Florida, Georgia, in Jacksonville. We will definitely talk about Notre Dame and Clemson. Big week in college football next week, Tyler. Big, big, big week. Big got week. a lot to talk about. Um, until then, Tyler, anything else before we sign off? Uh, nothing much, but uh, I have one last question as we start uh, this new week off. Ah, yes. What is your question? Uh, why, Sergio? Oh, pray tell why. I know you're not from there, but pray tell. Uh-huh. Why does the St. John's River flow north? Tyler, that, Tyler, that's a fantastic question. And I know that there's been different studies that have differing views, but I think the one that we can most accurately depend on is it flows north because Georgia sucks. Mm, mm, so yes, mm. i just i see i see what you say yeah yeah it, it's been contested definitely has been contested but you know like like many things that come from the state of georgia maybe not you know the most reliable upon documenting data <laughs> and things like that so multi-layered <laughs> political joke for you ladies and gentlemen wow <laughs> georgia week we are we, gonna if, if if there are any georgia fans that listen to us that still somehow listen to us we just <laughs> we set them all off like <laughs> uh, <they're> <laughs> I will say this, Tyler. This is the last episode before the presidential election. Please go out and vote. Yes. Um, make sure you go out I, and vote. Very important thing. Um, I double-checked. My ballot has been counted. I did as well. My ballot has been counted as well. Um, we will not tell you who to vote for, obviously, but we want you to go out and vote. Yeah. Exercise your constitutional Exercise right. right. Exercise your right. Very important. Um, all right, Tyler. This has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased, but Georgia sucks. Absolutely. THWG.